is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Hello everyone. Welcome to a special monthly segment. This will be on the last Fridays of the months called First Judgment, where we will go ahead and go through the cardinals that we have done up to this point. In this case, we've got basically 2 months worth of harvest because I didn't really want to worry about doing it in that first month. I figured we'd let it accumulate a little bit but we are going to do it as a monthly thing moving forward. So, welcome to First Judgment, where we look and see which of the Cardinals will advance to the next round in the distant future when we do a second round for Cardinals, and who among the Cardinals will not. Just maturity warning, um, I'm... (sighs) Sorry, the word excrement is the best pun, so that's what we're rolling with. We're trying to figure out whether these Cardinals are eminent as in Your Eminence, the title for a cardinal, or Excrement, as in, well, not. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Roberto and uh, Brendan, right? I got you both? Yep, Brendan. Yes. Welcome. So uh, you guys are from Tsar Power and uh, kind of History of Sacred Velo, right? We we both do it, so yes. (laughs) Um, I'm, I do behind-the-camera stuff on Sarkard Velo, metaphorically speaking. Behind the script, more like. Yeah. I, I, I edit the scripts, um, and I appear occasionally. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys accepting my invite to be my first victim on these uh, monthly roundups for the Cardinals. So, you know, I got you some no things to consider, and we are going to figure out who is eminent and who is uh, excrement. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I'm a little bit um, ambivalent on the fact that that was by far the best pun, but uh, we're going to roll mm-hmm. with it. I mean, yeah. I liked it, so I don't blame you. That's a problem, yeah. yeah. It is funny. seems a little sacrilegious, but it's funny. Well, you know, I, I do kind of get some of my inspiration from a Pontifax, and they say, you know, only slightly blasphemous. So I'm definitely going to have to make some uh, apologies as you know my parish priest has recently said you know by all means you know we can send out a link to your podcast to the parish and i'm like are you sure um but yes oh <laughs> so. okay is there a no cursing rule then <laughs> uh, oh no no you, you you guys are fine you guys are fine okay um you know i'll i'll censor you if it's egregious but uh yeah no we're fine we'll figure it out um mm. so yeah maybe don't let your kids listen to this one i don't know we'll figure out how we go but yeah so to start off with, I mean, we've got this batch. Um, I guess my first question is, um, were there any that we can rule out right off the bat, in your guys' opinion? Or I can just we could just talk about the ones you like, if you'd rather. So, my first question is, do any of them believe that the so-called Pope is the first among equals and just the <laughs> Bishop of Rome? <laughs> Uh, yes, I believe that's actually a prerequisite <laughs> to be a Catholic cardinal. So I, all of them believe that. Well, okay, then I pick none of them. <laughs> Orthodoxy well, all the way. All right. Fortunately, they only need uh, two out of three of our votes. Uh, so, uh, Brendan, how about you? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I read, I read through all of the uh, little blurbs here and the... Only one, the three ones that stood out to me the most were Marengo, Krajewski, and 
Luyo Diche. Um, oh, okay. And everyone else just bored me. Yeah, so okay. for me, honestly speaking, I like Marengo and Krajewski the best. Uh, Krajewski. Um, oh, sorry, you're saying it. Krajewski. We will figure that one out. Yeah. I, I learned that the uh, J means nothing ever since a certain Kyle Wojtyla was uh, elected pope. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not He's not Russian. He's Polish, so... Krajewski. You're, yeah. You're going off the... Po- Is that Slav- how you would say it in Polish? It's, it's still Slavic origin, so Krajewski... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've, I, I've heard I want... it both ways from uh, sources I trust. Uh, so I guess we'll just have to have him on and ask him sometime. Yeah, <laughs> he's. A, I would. I would love to interview him. He sounds very cool. Yeah, I, a lot of these guys are busy men. Um, in some cases, that makes for things to be boring. But uh, in Krajewski's case, I would say uh, not so much. I mean, any any particularly standout moments from uh, Krajewski for um... you guys? The man in general. I just really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, yeah, the manhole. Sta- like, yeah, the manhole. That was, <laughs> uh, I mean, as the kids say, incredibly based. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. I don't know. The internet is infecting my brain, so I say these stupid internet words out loud now. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's incredibly admirable to me that he was looking out for refugees in this way. Uh because it seems like that's kind of what Jesus's whole deal was. That's the impression I got. Well, and in a more practical sense for his, you know, future church career, that's also very much what Pope Francis is all about. <laughs> yeah, which I can understand. Obviously, it's pretty clear why Francis chose this guy to be elevate him to be a cardinal. I also found his stance. Um, what was it? Well, the transgender sex workers. Yeah, sending. I mean. The, <laughs> There's a phrase I did not expect to be in my uh, my Cardinals show. <laughs> Being this person who was like known and been friends with um, transgender sex workers, that was very heartwarming to read. And and then like with Krajewski, just even the whole um, more on our topic, which would be in probably the final episode of the podcast, the uh, the mm-hmm. Russian invasion of Ukraine. He's been on. He's been getting involved with that quite a bit, and I mm-hmm. thought. You know he is Polish, so like it makes that's, sense. Um, that's that's everyone, but who everyone else who isn't like kissing Patriarch Kirill's toes. We'll talk about Kirill when we get to him. <laughs> uh, I remember for like a split <laughs> second, I was like, "Huh, I wonder which side of this thing Patriarch Kirill is going to no, be no, on." No, and no, no. I was like, Kirill, oh, okay, yeah, that makes no, sense. He's an ex KBG agent. He's Putin's lapdog. He, he, it's it's the perfect illustration of uh, how the state recuperates the power of religion. Yeah, it, it's serve itself. It's as, it's so bad that even like the church that I attend, like they don't recognize don't think, the Russian yeah. Orthodox Church. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's that's Greek yeah. Orthodox, isn't it, Roberto? Kind of, it, it, we're we're genuine Orthodox Church of America. Okay, so it's not so it's neither then. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, many many churches have split off or denounced the Russian yeah. Orthodox Church because of Kirill's stance on the invasion. I mean, even during the Soviet times. But um, this is about the the Catholics, so <laughs> leave it to the the I'm Russian Orthodox podcast and all that if you want. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, in fairness, a lot of Orthodox leaders sat in on Vatican too, so. Yeah, and I think they were invited. Didn't Francis? Um, <laughs> didn't he like omit the filioque in a, like an interfaith 
thing he did with the uh, Orthodox leadership. So the thing with the filioque is um, actually for many years, I, th- I think it's basically been the case that when it's done in Latin, and obviously, okay, filioque is a Latin phrase, right? So yeah. obviously, and the song. yes, it's there when it's in Latin and it's not when it's not in Latin. But they don't insert like the and the sun verbiage when it's said in Greek. Yeah, um, correct. Liturgically, <laughs> at any point. Ah, uh, so that's always been an easy workaround: is to just say it in Greek. Okay. Because um, it's it is uh, this this is one area where I'm going to go ahead and uh, say I, I think the Orthodox are probably more correct, but I'm not a theologian, so don't you know excommunicate me. But uh, <laughs> it's, I mean. If you say the creed one way in one language and another way in another language, I, I don't know how that works. Um, although I guess I do practically know how that works since I just explained it. Well, like, I, I know that the, like, um, a lot of, like, the like the Eastern Catholic, like, you know, Eastern European mm-hmm. Catholics um, don't say the filioque either. So, mm-hmm. um, because of that workaround. So they, they omitted that as well. And, like, yeah, if we don't have to say it, we're not going to use it. And it makes it easy to recruit Orthodox into yeah. the church. Yeah, I mean, usually the deal works out to, hey, you know, as long as you're okay to sign off on the Pope having final, you know, final say and not the first among equals thing, like I said, like, you know, that's kind of the prerequisite for being Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, anything else is basically negotiable. They're like, look, if you say the Pope is boss, it doesn't have, matter really that much if you act like he's boss in these historical situations. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're, we've got uh, one cardinal discussed out of eight, so this is going going swimmingly. Although uh, Krajewski, 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 he's he's definitely um, high on the interest list. I know he was one that I think multiple people had already kind of heard of, just through the uh, antics isn't the right word, but he's in a very PR friendly position. Um, being the papal almoner has got to be something that kind of just gives you a leg up in terms of presence. Um, which one was that again? What you just said? Oh, um, being the papal almoner, the uh, no, guy who name. gives out. Oh, well, <laughs> I said it like 87 different ways. So, uh, Krajewski, I think is probably my best guess. Um, oh, okay. Krajewski, uh, yes. The Cardinal from, uh, Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was similar confusion when a certain, uh, Karol Wojtyla was elected. So there is that. Um, at least I got that one down after more years than I've been alive. Um, but yes, so I think Cardinal Marengo was the other one that we were all pretty bullish on. Uh, yeah. He's an exorcist. I love him. <laughs> exactly. Um, I knew that was going to get points. That's, that's, yeah, that's basically the main thing. He's interesting. Uh, that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting. And it, it's, I, and it's specifically interesting to me because. It's a great uh, movie. Yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. Um, and, and, also, and he did a lot of work in like Mongolia, which is also really cool and is within our realm. So like I that thought, was like, yeah, that was very interesting to work with such a tiny community of Catholics. Is, uh, uh, yeah, I mean he managed to increase the Catholic population of Mongolia by like a hundred people, eight or nine percent by converting a hundred people. <laughs> well, like, and what I find funny is that now I'm just imagining Gregorian chanting. But instead, it's Mongolian throat chanting. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. I am oh too. Goodness. I want to hear it now. Like, is it Mongolian throat chanting? I want to know. It's just in Latin, but it's Mongolian. He's the one that definitely threw me off because for a while I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We haven't had any, uh, haven't gotten over any European cardinals yet. 
but he's in Mongolia, but he is Italian, just to be clear. So he is kind of that, that true, like, missionary um, scent. And I'm sure, you know, they'd love to have, you know, yeah. some Mongolian priests. But when you've got, when you've got a population yeah. that tiny, um, it's, that's it's sort of how Liam it starts. It's real Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield going to Japan vibes. Well, yeah. Yes. And, and, like, I also like it because he is also, like, a really young cardinal. Like, he's under the age of 50. Mm-hmm. So, like, as you mentioned, that is very notable. And the fact that, you know, he's actually doing things mm-hmm. outside of a place that isn't the Americas or Europe. Um, I think, you know, he's actually, like, working with them to do things. And he's an exorcist. It worked out for me. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I like him. He's fun. <laughs> and then, like, I really like the quote you put in there um, that that he said, I think. <laughs> yes. What was that quote? <laughs> I am surprised and amazed by an unexpected moment of grace. I believe that the Pope's gesture was a missionary gesture to express attention and care to a small community and to all the small communities of faithful scattered throughout the world in those lands where they are a small flock. I welcome this appointment with confidence in God who will show me the way and in the Pope. I hand it over to the Virgin Mary since I'm a consolata missionary so that she can always intercede and guide me on my journey, end quote. Yeah, so that was upon him like basically getting the news that he was picked and always you know with these with these sort of news cycle things there is a special emphasis on the youngest and he definitely does stand out i mean he's the same age that you know i mentioned him with when we were discussing our last cardinal uh, but uh, carol Wojtyla was uh 47 when he was made a cardinal and uh, as was cardinal marengo and uh, he's now 49 which makes him by i think five six years the uh, youngest cardinal in the catholic church at this moment um, and this batch does have a fair amount of younger ones. I mean, you know, the average age for a cardinal is probably, uh, honestly, upper 70s, low 80s. Oh, um, so just American government. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pr- yeah, pretty much. Uh, but we at least, um, the, car- the Catholic Church at least has a uh, cutoff point um, where you could be involved in terms of being a cardinal elector. So uh, your 80th birthday um, is that automatic cutoff. So he's got 31 years of voting, so he will probably be choosing multiple popes. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah. So who else did we have that you guys were liking? Uh, Cardinal Loyudice. Or Loyudice. Well, uh, yeah, that was Brendan. I just liked the two guys. Everyone else I thought were, yeah. nah. Yes. Um, yes. I admire that Loyudice worked in rough neighborhoods in um, Rome, I believe. Yes, the uh, the slum it. priest, um, yeah. which is a title that I picked up um, that specifically because he rejected it. I was like, yes, I know that you don't want to be called that or you don't think it's like something that you need to focus on, but it's it's too much of a catchy term. I'm, you're going to be called the, the slum priest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and his diocese name was ridiculous. He's also a Roman man. So there you go. Shout out Rome. Can I can I get a name into Rome? No? Okay, Cricket's over here. Alright, fair enough. You guys are a little further east than that. Uh, shout out Constantinople. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Alright, there we go. <laughs> Alright. So those are the ones that we all had uh, interest in. I did I did find um, in myself a special soft part for Cardinal Mendonça um, of uh, Portugal. Um, just because he is the uh, archivist and librarian of the Holy Roman Church and my library background, that's always going to get points from me. He also, 
are you guys sure you don't want to vote for the guy who witnessed a murder in Angola as a child? He, got to he has my vote. Mendoza can get it. I was like, yeah, do I know, want to vote for the guy know. who witnessed the murder? And I'm like, now that you're mentioning it again, like, sure, I'll vote for him. You know, yeah. it's still like an interesting, you know, early story. Um, and then he is an archivist and a librarian. So he's doing the good work. <laughs> he's doing everything that makes our job possible. He, he's also just like in the secular world, like just general Portuguese society, it seems. Um, you know, he's a, he's a known poet from what I could tell and, uh, Portuguese listeners can correct can or that. affirm, but, uh, yeah, he's, he seems to be a hardcore academic in addition. Um, well, so. you know, you, you know, Brendan, you like tomes, right? You're a tome guy. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to bring up, <laughs> apparently my catchphrase now is I like tomes. I'm a tomes guy. <laughs> um, cause we were just entering the period in Russian history where things are actually, written down in the contemporary period or they're rather compiled and mm-hmm. uh or you know things were compiled into uh i'm not sure how to put this large bound Tomes. books of a certain thickness perhaps um well it was a book that i think was made by the last ruler that we recorded um what was that roberto the Isbornik, the collection yeah, yeah yeah the Isbornik, which just means collection in russian um, and I gave him a lot of points for, uh, Uspiek, I think, um, for that, which is success in Russian because I like tomes. I'm a tomes guy. <laughs> Wait till you see it's, what we're having next. And it's, it's important to me. I know it's the periods in history that where knowledge starts to be collected is, are interesting to me. Yeah. Um, the other one, I, I want to give a, a little shout out to Cardinal, um, Palanga, because he gave a very relevant uh, quotation, because I did, like I said, I felt torn about the uh, eminent versus excrement distinction, but uh, according to him, you know, the one who, who is dirty, who smells, is Christ. So the consolation um, is, you know, if you end up in the excrement category here, um, you get to be Christ. So, you know, the first should be last and all that stuff. Yeah, but and that reminds me... Um... That reminds me, are you at all familiar with the photograph Christ by Andres Serrano? I, I feel like I feel like I've come across it. Um, did you say Christ? Christ, yes. Um, yes, is, that name is, rings a bell. Yeah, so it's a 1987 photograph by Andres Serrano, um, where it's simply a picture of a plastic crucifix in a jar of his own urine. Um, oh boy <laughs> and it caused a lot of controversy because it was sponsored by the national endowment for the arts and it, a lot quite a lot of people were offended by it yeah I, I seem to recall it was one of those things that i got in a context of uh being told to be outraged yeah this was like you know this was in there was um what do you call it it, it was controversial at the time because it was like you know the, debating whether or not art should be funded in I think it was more about, like, spending government money on the National mm. Endowment for the Arts. Oh, sort of like a else. meta. Oh, because gotcha. Because he, he made a very, like, he made a very beautiful point, which was that when Jesus died, he was covered in blood, and he probably himself. 
That is the reality of bodily existence. I mean, there's a relevant Jesus quote, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, basically like, hey, you know, the fact that we defecate, you know, doesn't make us unclean. Um, it's not what mm-hmm. goes out of the body that makes you unclean. Um, you know, it's what it's what goes into the body and what's in your heart. It's yeah, I got to look that one up and confirm. But Jesus definitely talks about excrement more than he talks mm-hmm. about uh, some of the popular issues of the day. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I mean, I, I still like the whole like excrement versus eminence thing because, you know, there's a tradition of, you know, saints giving myrrh that is fragrant and nice smelling and, you know, incorruptible bodies that smell nice. So I feel like that's something to look at there, especially, yeah. you know, Jesus returning from the dead. You know, mm-hmm. he was incorruptible. Know. Yeah. It seems to me very convenient that what humans perceive as nice smelling would be regarded as miraculous. That's all I'll say. Because, I mean, how much did Jesus bathe? He probably smelled terrible. Mm. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's a phrase that's the odor of sanctity. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, fully human. So, I mean, you know, there was there was mm-hmm. the equivalent of dirty diapers, at least. Yeah. So. But also fully divine. He has two wills. <laughs> yes, two diapers. <laughs> yeah. One for, sh- one for metaphysical. Sh- <laughs> but what if he only had one diaper? Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Then. We Both need a church council to settle this, I think. I think I think we do. Seven had a good run. We need the eighth. <laughs> Although, I mean, the Catholics were up to, what, like 24 or something? It's it's lovely. We just started doing them on our own, and it's so much easier when you don't have to agree with anyone else. 24 what? Councils. Ecumenical councils. Ecumenical in uh, scare oh, quotes. Okay. Um, although, we do invite folks. Like you said, there were plenty of uh, at least Russian observers. And... Uh, uh, Another thing I liked about, I think Marengo was in Mongolia, right? Yeah. Another yeah. thing I liked about it was his efforts towards um, interfaith stuff with uh, bringing Buddhist leaders mm-hmm. to Rome. And it's fitting that that's when he uh, found out that he was named a cardinal. Yeah. I, I think Pope Francis was probably not above making that connection because, you know, he kind of chooses the timing of these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely, I think that was a shout out to that uh, dialogue there. Um yeah. So I don't want to leave off any of the cardinals without some form of mention. So we've got uh, Cardinal Silva um, in uh, Timor-Leste, um, a very surprisingly Catholic country, like one, like more Catholic than Italy, we're talking, um, that particular mm-hmm. island nation. He had the uh, outdoor Episcopal consecration, which it's, it seems like outdoor stuff was maybe a little bit more common in orthodoxy. Would that be the case in your experience or i don't know i, well, I guess uh, i don't know what you're comparing it to but it's, it's was very eyebrow outside. raising oh uh, yes we do a lot of things outside we do like the uh, when it comes to like uh pascha or easter as you guys call it um it's mm-hmm. you know you start outside then you come back indoors um there that is like the, the one thing well that and palm sunday are like the two things that we do outside yeah palm like, sunday famously are pretty much never outside christmas we do outside um we also oh yeah yeah yeah, we do Christmas outside. We also go ahead and um, Epiphany is done outside. So, like, January 19th, mm. um, at least in the Russian tradition, you, um, if there's ice in the river, you would cut out, and you can walk on it, you cut out of Orthodox cross and the ice, and oh. you dunk yourself three times in there in the name of the Holy Father. I was going to say, you jump in, don't you? 
That's insane, but that sounds incredibly Russian. It was so much fun. I, I was going to say, to, to russify any sort of ceremony, you add elements that make it seem like like a, a um, fraternity initiation. Yeah, basically. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that is done outside just because of the nature and connection with um, just the, you know, the original ways to do things. Yeah, mm. yeah. Do, do Are any of your sacraments carried out um, while riding a bear? Um, you would have to join the faith for me to tell you that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. We also have <laughs> um, Cardinal Costa of uh, Brazil, um, very much an academic, Archbishop of uh, Brasilia. Um, and then, let's see, um, Cardinal Gambetti, I believe, would be uh, the last one that we have not discussed. Um, do you guys remember anything about him? I, I just and thought he was just, you know, Italian guy whose family was just brought up with the faith and he just kind of joined because it's in the family to join. Yeah, um, I, I, I tried to make it a little bit more interesting with like, oh, oh he's not actually becoming a priest. He's getting a, a master's in mechanical engineering. But uh, I mean, the, tr- the trouble with this show is you kind of know where it's going. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of the... the ca- of the Catholic priest in my town where he's like, yeah, I got a degree in engineering, but then decided to join the faith and become a priest instead. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could pretty much tell by someone's like date of ordination. If they were one of those, like if this is their first career or their second career. Cause basically like, you know, they'll get their first masters and whatever. Um, cause you're generally fairly motivated. Um, if you're, you know, going to drop your career and then become a priest in addition. Um, so like, you know, they're either like, you know, 25 to 28 or, you know, 33 to 36, whether it's, you know, the primary or sort of the secondary vocation. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But to answer your question, if I didn't bring them up, I forgot about them. And if I forgot about them, it's because they bored me. They were forgettable. Yes. Fair enough. So I think, I think we could say all the ones that we are not nominating are going to go into the excrement category and we will not have Mm -hmm. a specific ceremonial excommunication um, for them, apart from just this group, excommunication. Uh, bye bye, excommunication. Oh no, yes, they're excommunicated. Yes, <laughs> excommunicated. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. All right. Well, I've got. I'm signing up for a confession slot right now, so we got that taken care of. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I apologize yeah. for this whole and podcast. If anyone that's listening to this, I, uh, it nothing personal. You seem like a very nice guy. Yes, yes. To any any cardinals listening in, uh, by the way, you're all welcome to come onto the show and uh, make a case for yourself. That will probably get you some sympathy points. I do, for what it's worth, intend for there be a, a mechanism for anyone who missed out, who got excommunicated, to be invited back into the fold because excommunication is not for forever, um, and we are going to want to have at least one advance to the next round every month, so we've got a pool. Um, and there will be some duller months because we're not always going to be having a bunch of uh, modern Cardinals eventually will run out of those. And, you know, Cardinals 687 through 934, um, like that might be a bit of a rough stretch for when we don't have any documentation for like the 800s. Um, and it's just like names and churches. So we'll have a pool for that. Um, but I do not want to have more than, uh, I'd prefer to keep it to two, um, but I'm willing to go and allow three through 
But we've got four we sort of talked about since I made a case that appeared to land somewhat well for a murder-witnessing poet, librarian, uh, third-order Dominican, um, Cardinal Mendoza. So we have Cardinal Mendoza, Cardinal Marengo, um, Cardinal Loyudice, and Cardinal Krajewski. So what do you guys think? Who's, uh, who's your top two? Krajewski and Marengo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would have to be, it would have to be Krajewski. Yeah. Do you have a second place, uh, Brendan? Uh, oh, second place, um, it's kind of hard, but... Exorcist! Uh, exorcist! Oh, I, I, yeah, I am I gonna say, go I will also join in on Krajewski, so he's locked. Interfaith stuff is cool, I mean, Krajewski's a given, um, yeah. but I, I don't know, I find Lyudice more admirable, but I, I think in the, in the interest of uh you know fraternal harmony i'll go with uh marengo ah yes that is always the danger of inviting co-hosts on um but uh yeah okay i'm down with uh signing off on marengo so we'll go ahead and call it unanimous even though there was a little bit of a behind or well in front of the scenes con- contention <laughs> so congratulations to cardinals uh Krajewski and uh marengo so the uh the first and the last in our batch um, the rest of you, sorry, have been excommunicated, um, but uh, Cardinals Krajewski and uh, Marengo, you guys are uh, eminent. So you, we will see you in the next round where we will get to learn more about your uh, histories as exorcists and uh, papal almoner. So all right, thank you guys. Thank you, Brendan and uh, Roberto. Of so, course. Yeah. And, and I do want to say, um, before you head out, that I found it funny yeah. that as soon as you started excrementing people, um, the, the railroad in the, um, went off in the background, which is our sign to send people to the gulag. So, um, there you go. Oh, and I should say, um, by the way, you guys are welcome. Uh, you now have a definitely official permanent status in the uh, Cardinal Numbers Pantheon. Because since you guys participated in this uh, first judgment, because this is a play on the last judgment of the Sistine Chapel, as first judgment participants, I will be reaching out the next time the Pope dies, which is an odd way to make an appointment, but that's the way it works when you talk about cardinals. So I will be reaching out uh, when the Pope dies or resigns and uh, get your takes on what who you think will be the next cardinal when the time comes. That'll be part of our special. So obviously... If you're incommunicado, that's fine. I'll just say, you know, you preferred not to share. But I would love to have your thoughts when the time comes. So we'll call it a date. All right? Sounds great. All right. right. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.